Thank you, Lord, for giving this opportunity. Spend time with you, Lord Jesus. Let your presence be there. Um, be there, whatever we are learning today, Lord Jesus. Let open our minds so that we can understand every word which is going through, coming from Joe can understand us and be with us forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did you guys go through the previous episodes? Yes. yes. Okay. Pre-grafting. Holy Spirit is the one that joins us to the tree. That is Jesus Christ. So the yeah, tree. Right. Yeah. So we went through the, I think we took a detour from authority to the sin nature through the description of trees. We learned a lot of trees, the fruits, and then how a righteous man is described as a tree. Um, we also learned what was the intention or what, what Genesis is trying to convey to us. When you had the tree of the fruit from the tree of knowledge and evil, uh, how we became away from God or how we kind of got, the, got this knowledge of good and evil, but unable to do the good we are willing, but instead always falling for the evil. Uh, and we also know that Jesus Christ came as human being, the same human being who was who 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 had fallen from the actual creation, but he managed to, or he kept himself from doing evil. He always did the good, and then he he hung on a cross. He took all that um, all that he wanted to what do you call, cancel everything which happened in that garden. Cancel everything Adam has done. Cancel everything Eve has done. And restore our initial glory. At the same time, we already have this nature, right? We have this knowledge of good and evil. But he will bring us into a new nature where we can completely know the good and evil, but we will be like God in the sense that we still can be holy. We understood that God has the knowledge of good and evil, but he also has the capability to do only good and hate evil or the ability to do, do the wisdom to do what is right. So Jesus came to reverse the effects, to give us the same nature we had Actually, even better, I would say, because in the initial creation, we never knew what is good and evil. And we couldn't have known at all. But now, once, who, once we are in Jesus Christ, once he comes again in the second coming, we will have this ability to know the good and evil and still be good. So it's a better state than the initial Genesis. But this is all good. All this knowledge is very good. But we should be looking at our life now that we understood uh, the idea behind uh, God's plan about human beings. In other words, God's plan about me, each one of us. We should be personalizing this, right? Jesus Christ came for me. For what? For not to take away my sickness, not to build my career, not to 
build my own family life, not to bless my kids, not to make sure that I'm a millionaire, not to make sure that I'm successful in everything, not to make sure that I'm always healthy. But most importantly, he wants us to bring back that original glory we had and so that we will live eternally. That has to go into our heads. That's the primary purpose Christ came. Everything else is after that, it's secondary. While we live in this earth, yes, we do need all that. But even if we have all that, but we miss the part where we are supposed to be eternally going back into that glory, eternally going back into his nature, then we gain nothing. That's why Jesus was saying, even if you gain everything in this world, but you lose your spirit, you gain nothing. So that has to be understood. That has to go into our head, go into our heart. That understanding should be the primary thing in our life, primary driving factor in a Christian's life. If we are so rooted in that belief or in that true faith, then I would say 75% of things are done. So definitely the, the enemy's tactic in this in, in generation or even after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ from that day to her onwards, they try to make sure that nobody understands this. Even if they understand it, they will never make it a priority. They won't change their life to live a life according to that knowledge. So that's what happened in the last 2000 years. If you look at the sentiment right now, those who claim to believe in Jesus Christ, I wonder how many are really glad and joyful about their inheritance of this eternal life. Nobody is really happy and truly joyful that we will live forever in the spiritual realm, even after our death with the new body at Christ's second coming. I don't know how many people really believe in second coming. Even if they believe, they don't think about it. They don't, they're not joyful about it. They are not expectant about it. Their hope is not about Christ's second coming and eternal life. But instead, most of us are worried about this life, the current life we are in. And the reason why most of the time we go back to Christ or we go back to Bible and we, give, we go back to this God's plan and understanding everything, retreats, is to fix something in this life. We are worried about it. We are concerned about things of this life. So we need a helper. We need to find some supreme power which can fix the doctors cannot fix. We need some supreme power to fix certain things which in our business which we are unable to fix. Certain factors which are out of our control. Certain things which may go wrong in the future. We want some external help if available. It is, I would say, it's a selfish thing, which is fine. We all are selfish. We all are needed because, but we need to understand these are the ignorant times when we didn't know why Christ came. Now that at least in our class, we have known, come to know, or Holy Spirit has taught us, Christ came to reverse everything we have lost. He also looked at the other trees in the garden. And then we kind of deduce that Holy Spirit there, every tree is for fruit bearing. We can know the tree by the fruit. That's what Bible says. Then we spoke about God's attributes. If there was a tree of life, if there was a tree of knowledge and good, of good and evil, 
there might these are attributes of god right that god has for god is love god has the knowledge and god is mercy god is every other good virtue and we we came to new testament and holy spirit taught us the fruits of the spirit so through holy spirit we are not only attached to christ but through christ we are gaining everything which was available in the garden again the fruits the tree of self control the tree of love tree of every fruit which is mentioned in the bible right about holy spirit it's accessible but are we eating from that fruit is a question we should be asking are we reaching out our hand and eating from this tree are we eating from the tree of life are we eating from other, all other trees in the garden because it is it, it is being made available to us you might wonder why how or how we can eat it we again go back to the definition what does spiritual eating means spiritual eating means when when god says when jesus says fulfilling my father's will listening to him understanding it and fulfilling it in this in this world is my food is what jesus said every other tree we eat the same way we had to figure out then understand it and try to implement it in our life basically it's a it's something we need to change we need to do ourselves we should be really worried about oh this that's what we should introspect our life if we are if we continue this series and learn more and more and more that's not going to benefit us it we will be like that victory we will be when somebody look at us we may have great knowledge of scriptures we may have we may be able to preach many things we may be able to teach other christians with great wisdom uh, but when jesus looks at you you are like a victory full of leaves yeah you look really good but there's no fruits and when the time comes we may not uh, enter the kingdom of god god really wants us to get into the kingdom of god but the criteria is not about knowledge the criteria is not about wisdom the criteria is not about the gifts of the holy spirit the criteria is whether you are attached to christ so that question comes again how do we get to the kingdom of god or how do we get into heaven what qualifies us for heaven Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Only through Him we can go to heaven. Only That's through Jesus. Mean. Right? Our prayers will that get us to heaven? No. Even if we go to church every day, will that get us to heaven? Not if we don't practice what we are. We have right? to practice our religion. The practice, the relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion or church facilitates that relationship building. Right? so often times people think that going through the rituals going through to church is the ultimate thing not really church the church came so that we can build the relationship with jesus christ every everything church has taught us church has come up with is for helping us to laymen to understand and grow into christ the bridge if, yeah if that's not happening sometimes church can be your god sometimes your religion can be your god sometimes mother mary can be your god sometimes, sometimes saints can be your god right? and that's wrong that's wrong only jesus church doesn't teach like that but many catholics do practice that which is wrong we cannot just blindly say 
just because Catholics, just because this priest said it, it is correct. No, if we, if it is not taught by the Catholic Church doctrine, if it is not in the CC, Catholic Church catechism, if it's not according to the Bible, it is wrong. And everything, the teachings of the Catholic Church is perfect. It is aligned to Bible. But whether Catholic priest, Catholic layman practice it, not really. So we should be aware, we should always remember that. The Catholic teachings, you have to go back to the teachings, the letters of um, the Pope, the books of the doctors of church, go back to that and then believe that. So these things we need to see, are we worshiping or are we spending, giving more importance to saints than Jesus Christ? Are we praying more to saints than the time you spend with Jesus? Maybe that's something we need to correct. Are we always pilgrimaging? Are we always worried about if I go there, if I go there, something will happen? But we, on a daily basis, I'm not spending time with Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. Then that's something we need to correct. I understand that this may be a little hard for us because we have been practicing it. Those have their own places. Yes, church has definitely it has its own places. Uh, saints have their own place. Mother Mary has their own, her, her own position and role to play in our life. But if that's not balanced out, we are in error. So that's something we need to always remember. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Even our Catholic Church says the same thing. If he is the only way to heaven, if the only way to eat from all the fruits of the heaven is by attaching ourselves to Jesus Christ, and that attachment happens how? How do we attach? How do we get attached to Jesus Christ? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the God Himself, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God Himself is made available to anyone through Jesus Christ. So our primary attempt or primary agenda in our life should be what? To understand Holy Spirit, to work with Holy Spirit. To make sure that he is correcting our mind and attaching, keeping that unity with Christ in our life. That's a const, I mean, constant thing we have to do every day. And it is not going to happen overnight. Somehow something is going to change in our mind and next day I become this new creation where everything is holy. No, that's not going to happen. It requires our discipline. It requires our effort. There is so much we have to do, a person have to do, to get to work with Holy Spirit. If we are not doing it, then all this preaching is waste. All the church documentation, everything we do in the church won't benefit us. That's why Jesus himself, he clearly made, clearly made it clear. Right? It's like if you have performed many miracles in my name, that won't qualify you. Or did you, do you, have a, do you have a relationship with me? That's what matters. So are, do we really have a relationship with Jesus Christ in my life? So forget about your family first. Forget about your kids. Forget about your business. Forget about everything which can go wrong in the future. Forget about all the past thing, things which we have done wrong, like all the sins, all that which all the stress and tension goes through your mind. Forget all that for a moment. Take a moment to think about it. Am I in good relationship with Jesus Christ? Do I hear Holy Spirit? Am I spending time to understand what he is talking to me? Or do I even have a desire 
to know this thing. I may not be having any clue about Holy Spirit living in me, which is fine. That's how everybody begins. But am I willing to take steps? Am I willing to move my, I mean, already maybe we have so many things in our head, which we think this is the right way to do it. But are, am I willing to change that, keep it aside, be in, with an open mind? Can I restart from the beginning? We need to, we need to spend time and understand and we need to change our life. If we don't make that decision, it may cost us. And ultimately, we are all spirits passing through this earth. We are going to be here for 70, 80 years, if God willing. And during this time, yes, we have responsibilities. We are father, we are mother, we are uh, brothers and sisters, kids, everything is there. But the primary responsibility, we need to understand. Our mind has to be transformed. That's why St. Paul said, you have to be transformed into your mind and embrace the new creation, which means it's a conscious effort. So that's what we want to do going forward. We don't want to keep continuing studying lessons and all that unless this spirit, Holy Spirit's relationship is not manifesting in my day-to-day -day life. We are failing. We are not doing the right thing. That's what happens in the church now. That's what happens in many charismatic movements now. There is so much teaching, so much gifts, but nobody is changing. Nobody's life is transformed. On a day-to-day -day basis, we are not able to produce that fruit. We are not able to bring Jesus to another person. We, we go like the stock market. Like we go one day very high and then next day when something happens, we go down. Disciples were not like that. So, and that's still possible. Holy Spirit is available for all of us. All he needs is our attention. That's why Jesus says, if you hear my voice today, do not harden your heart. It keeps repeating that pattern, right? If you read something in the Bible, do not just walk away. The, the, one who, the person who reads, listens to scriptures, and then ignores it, it's, my, it's like a person who looks at his image in the mirror, and understand that he looks really bad. He hasn't combed his hair. He hasn't washed his face. There's dirt in his face, but just walk away ignoring it. That's what Bible equates for the person who listens to the word of God, who hears his voice and walks away doing nothing. So that's a major uh, tactic of the enemy in these days. And maybe we all have fallen into that. We have we are attending this session, so we may think that we are better than many people who doesn't know Christ or many Christians who doesn't practice it properly. But are we, we are also in error. How many, did we change our life? We have learned a lot. Have we made any decision in our life to go to the kingdom of God, to understand the kingdom of God? So those are the things which we need to consciously change and as a group we can do that and then we can move on to the next thing for our, our ultimate aim is for me for first it should be personalized it should be a i would say it should be a selfish one you should only worry about your salvation first because unless you are not worried about your own salvation we will be in error we will be praying for 100 people but our own soul, will, if it's not attached to Jesus, our prayers are not that worthy. It's more like getting a PhD. 
And sometimes people say, why do you need a PhD? You can get a, you can just get a graduate and then you can get a job and then you can start earning at 25. But certain people who go for PhD, maybe they are doing it by doctorate by 30, but they are more preferred in certain professions. Why? So the same thing the graduate can do in let's say one hour, the PhD or the specialist can do in 30 minutes or the PhD student has more efficiency, I would say. Same way, in, in the spiritual realm, in, in Christianity, not every prayer is powerful. Whose prayer is powerful according to the Bible? What does Bible mean? David. David, but in New Testament, in, uh, in, it was mentioned, there's a scripture saying, the prayer of a righteous man. Only a prayer of righteous man is powerful. How can any be righteous? We cannot be righteous. We can only be righteous by what? We cannot be that, but we can, no, 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 no. We cannot do enough good to be righteous. How can we be that? To the Christ. Be Christ-like. Be Christ. Christ is our righteousness. That's what Jesus Bible says. So that, that's the basic thing. We cannot do anything on our own. No matter how much we pray, no matter how much we donate, how, no matter how much we do the charity, none of that will be effective or protective unless that person who is doing it is completely attached with Christ. That's why when Mother Teresa goes out, he say, she says, the love of Jesus makes me do it. She wasn't a charity worker. She saw Jesus Christ in everybody. And the love she had with Jesus Christ is the primary driving factor from, of what she did. And she never cared about what she did. I mean, Christ was important for her, not the things she did. So let us change our life. Let us look our own life in a 24-hour time. How much time do we spend to understand, to work with Holy Spirit? It all boils down to a, on a particular day how much time are we spending? We, we really want to be preachers. We really want to manifest the kingdom of God. You really want to give Jesus to others. But that's a long-term goal. That goal has to, is a result of everyday working with Holy Spirit. You may have heard many people saying, on this particular day, some anointing came to me and I got this gift. But it's not because on that particular day. And before that day, so for so many years, they have desired for it. They have seek. They have. They are. They have frantically searched for Jesus Christ. They have frantically prayed at night. They want to be the in the kingdom of God. And all that days where they did all that culminated into that one single day when that final thing happened. So he may be only talking about that. So don't get that impression that okay one day it's going to happen. This particular brother come and pray. It's going to happen. No. Yeah, it happens when certain person comes and pray, but all the days of before that, there was so much buildup in the behind scene. Just like that Olympic gold medal winner, right? The glory comes on that one day, but he was practicing for that behind the scenes. Nobody knows all the pain he has went through. So let's start today, one day at a time. If you practice it, I can guarantee that we all will be able to manifest Christ. But it all boils down to you and me. I mean, that single person, 
ourselves. We should take that responsibility. If we want to take that responsibility, first of all, we have to change our attitude towards our life. If every day we are worried about our own worldly things, we will reach nowhere. We will be always in the receiving end. God, I want help. Jesus, I want to get these things. We will not be able to, we, we, we will need a blessing. We will be asking for blessing. You will never be a blessing for others. In reality, the spirit, in spiritual realm, it's the other way around. It's about the principle is sowing and reaping. The world tells us we have to be, you have to grab everything. When you, you grab everything you want, keep it for yourself, and then you'll be able to survive. You have to get as much as money. You have to save as much as money. You have to put in the provident fund. You have to put in the pension plan. You put in the stocks. Do this every day. Whatever you get, put somewhere. Keep it for you, and and save, save, save as much. But the in spirituality, the Bible teaches us it's all about always about sowing. Give it. If somebody is asking you one mile, go with him for two miles. Somebody is asking for you for one one shirt, give him two two shirts. It doesn't make logically. It doesn't make, but that's how it is. When you give it out for the kingdom of God, whatever you are giving up to achieve the kingdom of God will be doubled, tripled, and will come back to you. And it is a promise in Bible. Whoever gave up for gave up his father, his child, his riches, everything for the kingdom of God, in this world they will get double or more, much more. And it is true. If you seek the kingdom of God, everything else will be taken care of. So that's the principle. So we need to understand, once we start seeking the kingdom of God, the kingdom will take care of every need of us. Do not try to fix things around you and then seek the God, seek the kingdom of God, but instead, just leave all that. Take up the cross and follow me. Right? You have to take up the cross and follow me. We don't we don't have a cross. The cross belongs to Jesus Christ. He already took our cross. All we need to do, understand is, first of all, be joyful in the fact that we are living today. Right? At this moment, I'm able to breathe. I'm able to understand the kingdom of God. I'm able to enjoy the life in this moment. That's a big blessing. And I have came to know Jesus Christ. And my eternal life is sealed that should bring us joy. If that's not bringing us joy, that which means our joy is depending on something else. Our joy depends on things of this world. That has to be changed. That attitude, that mindset has to be changed. Every day practice it. It has to be practiced. This is the only way you can change. That brings faith. Always remind yourself. Keep, t- keep telling yourself when anxiety comes, it's not about this world. We belong. We are the citizens of heaven. Our kingdom inheritance is already guaranteed. Why am I supposed? Why am I worrying? This is not the way of kingdom living. I'm not going to worry. That's the decision every day we had to take. When you do that, you will see that change, things are changing. Because your brain has to be programmed. I mean, it all boils down to physical. I mean, if you learn about it, you understand. Like whatever you are thinking, it kind of retrains your brain. Faith is nothing but a mindset. It's not some supernatural thing. Faith is a mindset that there are things. What's the definition of my faith? 
Hebrews 11, 1? Oh, yeah, anybody we, believe, we believe what? Things that we do not, cannot see. Yeah, unseen things. We believe that unseen things exist and whatever we hope for will come to pass. Come to come, yes. So that belief has to be trained in our mind. How do we train our mind? By repeating things, by listening to the word of God, by understanding the spiritual truth. That will change uh, the knowledge, certain things which we believe in, certain things, certain lies will be taken out, new truths will come in. So you have to continuously repeat it in our mind. Only then brain will sustain it because remember our, the enemy is also battling in the same area, mind. We talked, we talked about a lot, right? We have to understand our mind is our battleground. Why? Because the mind is the place where we can win. The victory happens in the mind. Mm. That's exactly why Satan is after my, mm. our mind. Our, the victory is not happening when we are praying for somebody, when we are preaching. The victory happens in a person's mindset. The way he lives. If we start understanding that this world is temporary, that Jesus Christ has done for me, if we understand the depths and the heights, the width of Jesus' love, that is what enemy is afraid of. Then nobody can stop him. So he is trying. He has penetrated all of our minds in different ways. We should stop that. We should retrain our mind. We should tell ourselves, remind ourselves every day these truths from the Bible. So find out. That's why I was <clears throat> giving more importance of spending 15 minutes with Holy Spirit. I don't know how many of you started that, how many of you stopped it, how many of you became into a habit or a routine. And based on the time you have spent, you will understand that things will already change in your life. So if you are spending 15 minutes and you change that much, what will happen if you spend one hour? What will happen if you spend more time? What will happen if you start doing it for three hours every day? At night, instead of sleeping for eight hours, you decide to sleep only for six hours. And then for the two, next two hours, you're listening to word of God or praying for others or just sitting in, uh, in blessed sacrament and understanding, thinking about Holy Spirit, thinking about this truth we, which we know, thinking, building plans for our future kingdom work. That's what we have to do. The bottom line is that no matter how much we learn, if we are not working with, we are not allowing Holy Spirit to get into our mind, nothing is going to change. So that's, that's something I felt like we should start doing. We might be gathering a lot of knowledge. That's not going to help us. Uh, so in order to do that, we might need some kind of framework, right? So we talked about partners, right? Um, subgroups within our group and some someone from that group, subgroup uh, leading, not leading, but facilitating this kind of stuff to understand what's going wrong. What are they facing difficulties? Are you able to uh, spend time with Holy Spirit on a daily basis? If not, how can we help? And we also need to pray for each other. It's a spiritual battle. If we, if we don't look after each other, we will fail. We are bound to fail if we don't have prayer support. 
are we pray, praying for our community i mean within this group are we praying for every one of us we may not be because we are too busy sometimes we may, we are too busy learning the kingdom of god because sometimes we are too busy learning the spiritual truth but we forget to practice it so let's try to build that framework uh, we'll split into maybe three people subgroups uh and within that subgroup you guys can meet with each other uh and pray and come up with this framework a daily routine florence least... and i are, sorry florence and i are meeting every monday so okay. as prayer partners and we're praying okay but we i thought we had a subgroup structure yeah, yeah right? we have another one on thursdays now blancy's come yeah it's going to it just started and then stopped and then that's intercession prayer yeah, yeah. intercession no, no i'm i'm talking about within like we have like 12 people right? 12 12 or 16 so let's split into groups of 3 okay so during weekdays maybe between them they can check uh, or at least come up with a routine every day to change um, to spend more time with holy spirit so i don't want us to come back on a one week we are do- not doing anything on a friday sunday we are saturday we are sunday morning your time we spend one hour learning the kingdom of god and disperse for the next week and it's not i don't want i don't think that's going to help us yeah, yeah. what we learn on a saturday has to be followed up in a disciplined way on a committed way we should implement in our life and it is hard for us for we make 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 great decisions but we always fall through unless there's a accountability partner that's why we need uh, people we need uh, our brothers and sisters to support each other so let's come up with some kind of subgroup formula and then uh we can do more practical stuff we don't want to learn too much and then get lost in the knowledge so let's today i want only one this only homework for this week is you want you should introspect your life you should talk to jesus christ about what you want to achieve in your life in the spiritual realm in the kingdom of god what do you want to do with your rest of your life we might be 50 60 45 20 17 but you should make a firm decision in the time when i have in this life what am i going to do i want this thing to be done like write it down claim it things will change i mean unless you ha- don't have an end goal nothing is going to happen so let's come together if we come together and we only prosper our own spiritual life it's not good we are warriors we are kingdom warriors we need to spread this we need to surrender our own life to holy spirit in such a way that he can use ourselves for others always remember the fruits are for others the tree never eats its own fruit it is produced so that others will benefit somebody else will meet christ somebody else will be christ in short we are already christ as a truth but we are no, our mind is not able to grasp grasp that depth we still feel like we are away we don't we are not worthy enough we are sinners that's a mindset so that mindset has to change and that mindset changing 
happens when we learn about this thing that's the fate we haven't understood understand what jesus has done for us we still have that legalistic mentality it's very hard to get out if i break this then god is away i'm not good enough we will never be good enough we will never be holy on our own right that's don't even worry about it that's about what we told about right we the letter kills the knowledge of good and evil and the commandment saying you have you should not sin cannot be we cannot do that because our nature is corrupted so the more you try to follow the law you will fall you will be disappointed but there is a different way of being holy we can be holy but not by our own effort to follow the law that some that we will learn that for some day but before even that starts we need to have a connection with holy spirit we need to start listening to holy spirit okay so this one more homework while you are spending with time with holy spirit um, jesus this you can send me personally get some something from the holy spirit spend time 30 minutes you may feel like nothing is going to happen but try it spend time alone with holy spirit talk to holy spirit pray to him and ask him like speak something back to you speak tell me something about what i should be doing tell me what you think about me do you have anything to say to me like first time when we meet a long lost friend or something like you should be happy there should be there will be more so much for him to tell about you so much things he will remind he wants to speak to us so let's get one from holy spirit and if you manage to do that email me in whatsapp me let's start building that relationship that's the most important just be in silent uh, prayer and invoke holy spirit tell him maybe i'll i'll send some framework how or frame, not framework some kind of template which we can follow for a silent prayer with holy spirit and then get come back with a message come back with something which he told you in this week definitely he will speak he will speak to everyone he is he doesn't have any partiality he doesn't need any gift the gift himself is holy spirit and we all are gifted we have all the spiritual powers in christ jesus christ it's there's no partiality anyone who believes in christ is a new creation just that it we can't understand it we still say oh no i'm not because it needs faith it's not it's a feeling it's not a feeling it is a faith thing so let's that's a challenge for this week okay that's not a homework that's a challenge given to you talk to holy spirit come back with something he spoke to you you will get the format of the same work of the challenge player i'll try to post some some steps to follow maybe for 45 to 1 hour a silent prayer which will it's more like a guideline right so then then you can try practicing it maybe the first day you will not hear anything try again it's a challenge take it as a challenge or ask holy spirit give me something today some kind of symbol some kind of talk to me so holy spirit talks to you in different ways it could be through people it could be through some images it could be through your own thoughts it could be some from my bible verse it could be from a sermon you hear right so ask him like what do you want 
me to do in my life or talk to me about something which i should be understanding so try this every day and come back uh not come back whenever you the moment you get something message me i'm eagerly waiting to see what the fruits so that's just the beginning so we will start this way and if we can hear once we can definitely hear more right praise so, god <laughs> i am so excited so you will get to know that to get to yes, know the ears and eyes open yeah so that that's the only way we can benefit from i mean i always wonder like every birthday i'm i'm now, i know i'm feeling really old i'm 41 now and i'm worried about my the rest of my life we don't know how much we have and what am i going to do like when i went to for i went for a graduation ceremony today so i know varana she was there too um so i was looking at there's a big the lipscomb uh, sorry in the lipscomb university in nashville there are many hundreds 300 400 people graduating doing graduates doctorates everybody is celebrating them when they go to the stage that achievement they have done but i was and that i felt like this is going to be like it's going to be like this when we go to heaven like we will be all sitting there waiting for our reward and people are i mean it of course it's a great achievement graduating having that degree there's hard work for it and they are looking forward for the getting the right job it it's going to help them but none of us really understand what we have got already right the crown of the eternal life jesus christ himself the way they were cheering when somebody was getting the medal the crown etc everybody was yelling and but i thought i'm not that joyful about my christ right with the holy spirit i have i have in shared that much i'm not that joyful so simple simple things like that can change our attitude right so what can we do with our rest of our life how many people can we make happy how many to how many people how can we like that phd thing we can we may be the only one god is looking at right now saying okay at least these people are on the zoom meeting thinking about me maybe they will change the world for me they will go out and change somebody's world that particular person who is praying but he has no clue about me i have no idea how to reach them to him but these people maybe i can use them right who will go for me so heaven is listening heaven is waiting jesus christ have done everything possible for this holy spirit is willing to for us to, for our own our hearts to change our time every day if we are ready the other side god's side is completely 100% with us don't even doubt that it's not because god doesn't is not willing that i am not passing it's because i am not willing i am not re- to ready to give up my life for him that is the truth no matter how much we try to sugarcoat it that's ultimate truth i still value my kids my family my business more than the kingdom of god that's the sad truth that has to change that changes one day at a time one day at a time so let's pray and come back and we'll start let's start a new journey of having this relationship more practical things than learning much more we learned about kingdom of god we learned about authority in christ we learned about living in the spirit we learned about our sinful nature we learned about a lot of stuff 
we know who Christ is. We know what Christ has done for us. Only thing is we need to be grafted back to him. We are one in Christ. That has to happen through Holy Spirit. So let's invite Holy Spirit to glue us back. Not even glue. It's more like being one. There are a few scriptures which I would like to share. I think we learned this long, but maybe you already forget. Galatians 2.20. Somebody can take a note. Yeah. First Corinthians 6.17. First Corinthians 6.17. Can someone read that? First Corinthians 6.17. No? Yeah. Chapter 6.17. Verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Yeah. What does that mean? He who is in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Is one no. spirit with no, him. No, one spirit with him is that we are connected with Jesus. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus. We are like that uh, evergreen tree then. Yeah, we are connected, but it's not like some kind of symbolical connection. Don't think that oh, I'm attached to Christ, but it's more like uh, we spoke no, about this, right? when we get when we do the marriage vows. What do we what does what do we read from today? You are uh, one, one flesh, right? Yeah, one flesh. Yeah, you became one, but look at your husband and wife. You are two, still two flesh. Yeah, but but, but spiritually you became one. Everything husband has, wife. Also inherits everything wife has, husband also inherits in spiritual realm, not in the dowry or the physical world, but whatever blessings and whatever spiritual state of the husband, whatever spiritual state of the wife, they became one. And therefore, your spirit becomes one, and you are one in the sense from God's perspective, when heaven looks at you, they will only see one spirit. Like Adam and Eve, before they were separated, they were one spirit. Something like that. It's a mystery. It's more like Trinity. And then Saint Paul says, "I'm talking. I'm not talking about really husband and wife fully, but I'm trying to explain to you how you and Christ is." He was trying to give a. This is the closest thing he can come up with, so that the normal common people will understand. So when I believe in Jesus Christ, our spirits become one with who. With Jesus Christ. Jesus. The Holy Spirit is, comes and takes my spirit, Christ's spirits, mix it together. It's not a fevicol kajod. It's more like an alloy. It's mixed together. If somebody looks at the spirit, he cannot figure out if it's Joe or if it's the Christ. He will only see Christ. He cannot separate out. If it's if we call, we can see one side is Joe, one side is Christ. It's not like that. It's an alloy. It's more like steel. Right? Some, some two metals come together, goes through some fusion. Yeah. Now we cannot be separated. It's a totally new creation. Anyone who is in Christ is a new yeah. creation. He has become one joined with the spirit. So Christ has taken away. So Christ has suffered for all my sins. Pain. So who has suffered now? Joe. Right. Yeah. Because I became one with him. I inherit that blessing. Like wife's blessing goes to husband, husband's blessing goes to 
wife wife's curse goes to husband husband's curse goes to wife same way the christ took the curse so my curse got that's nullified because he already took it christ has so much blessing he has so much authority i i have done nothing the only thing i did is i said holy spirit take me and blend me with the christ i believe in that that's the only thing i have done but because of that mercy and grace that's a grace right which we don't which i don't deserve but holy spirit gave me everything christ had which includes he died for sins so all the sins i committed became part of christ and he already died for it everything he has achieved the authority the good things the authority in the spiritual realm the glory he got back is sitting at the right hand of the god that's why saint paul says you who believe in christ is sitting in the right hand of the god you have authority you are christ himself no longer i live but christ lives in me right these are statements saint paul made not because saint paul somehow became god and became christ but instead he came with this understanding this real truth that he no longer exists christ how molded him he christ how overshadowed him or baptized him right remember that baptism he became he went into that envelope of christ and anyone who looks at him now sees christ which includes the kingdom of god which includes all the fallen angels which includes all the angels all the saints even mother mary when mother mary looks at saint paul she sees christ everything in the kingdom of god that's the same truth for all of us but our mind will not agree because how we don't have faith we still think no 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 i'm a sinful being i'm far away from christ but bible is the truth it takes faith because we go by feeling we go by circumstances i prayed the other day thing happened i sinned the other day look at me what a filthy being what are thoughts i'm having that's right that's that's joe but the truth when by faith i understand that i am more than all this i am not the thoughts i having no i am not the feelings which i have i am not the sinner which my mind is telling but i do have that's my nature yes i agree that's me but when i am in christ i by faith i know that christ has already taken care of all this all i need to be is make sure that i am enveloped by him all the time don't get out of that envelope christ envelope that's a conscious effort i had to do so the next day when i when the thoughts come and tell you that you do this yes i really want to do this but you know what i know that if i do it i will be out of christ i'm choosing not to do it yeah it it is a struggle for the first day then i have i need i'm i need some help i'm going to sit, sit with holy spirit and tell him that holy spirit i am having this problem mold me in that area take joe out of it put christ in there help me help her help come and help me they be the first day i struggled i went back to sin but again i come back again do the same thing more help keeps coming and in a certain areas in every area it will happen it's a long journey it's every day journey but it's a joyful journey holy spirit will take what christ has replace it take joe all the joe's filthiness and put christ grace in there and over the time i we will understand we no longer really need to worry about our own nature it's all about christ being in me so i consciously try to do things christ would do and every time you do it 
you will understand that that's your nature that's why love is a commandment given it's a command to love others why why is it a commandment because it doesn't it's not a natural thing for us a commandment is given for something is which is not natural a stop symbol so we will not stop unless there's a stop symbol it's a reminder to stop you'll stop it's a reminder love others so next day when you see the husband you hate or your brother you hate you don't feel like loving him you don't feel like smiling you don't feel like calling but it is a commandment yeah this is my joe's nature but christ's nature compels me to call him to smile at him to hug him so kill joe let christ come out in everyday life in every single second every single things which we do once we start consciously doing it you will see holy spirit is going to whenever we break that one once in one instance we break it holy spirit get that much authority in our mind the more you do it more steps you are climbing up more holy spirit is getting into our mind that's the way we purify ourselves that's the way we give up our life because you want to hit him but instead i'm choosing not my will father let christ will come and then i go hug him that area where joe had that particular problem is done with the authority the darkness is gone christ comes in i keep doing it more and more the light will shine more and more that's what the anointing the more you preach more you do these things more you think about it more you give up mind give the mind to back to christ the more you spend every day and surrender and repent and come back every day single day knowing that every single minute christ is conquering you the holy spirit is conquering your body and mind you can feel it you will feel it at at after a certain level you can holy spirit will conquer you in such a way that your feelings your body will feel his power body will hear his love and you that there is no other joy which comes to you i would say blindly i'm saying i'm blindly i'm saying even the most enjoyable or the most perfect thing in the human beings life is the sexual thing but even that is nothing compared to when the joy which christ gives you the cravings for cold spirit is the biggest i would say what do you call it? like the stimulant the your brain your body your entire mind will want that presence and maybe that's why st paul is saying thirst after holy spirit do not be drunken in wine but instead be drunken in spirit so we should have that desire desire is the beginning so let's start that journey again once again we were indisciplined in the past few months but let's hopefully by the grace of god we will be able to continue this every week so let's start start redo again maybe we were lukewarm we went back we backslided but let's come back today in this seven days the challenge take that challenge and tell holy spirit joe has put this challenge to me help me i don't want to go back with the fake message i don't want to go back empty handed you have to help me because i know you exist and you are in me now i'm surrendering my life to you talk to me talk to me somehow maybe my i'm not able to understand you but give me a sign some let somebody come to me send me somebody send me some creation maybe a dove flying by maybe a bus with some bible verse written on it i don't know let's just ask holy spirit he will answer you so let's start that journey let's close our eyes heavenly father we surrender all of our lives to you we don't know how many days we have left in this earth 
but every single day we want to bring glory to you, Father. So help us, Father. Send us your sign. Bless us today with the ability to listen to the Holy Spirit who is inside us, who, to whom our body belongs to. Holy Spirit, we are asking your forgiveness for ignoring you all this life. We surrender our body, our mind, our spirit back to your hands. Mold it any way you want. Put us back as into that envelope of Christ. Let us be nurtured and nourished by Christ, everything he has achieved. Let the blood of Lord Jesus Christ go into every being of me. Cleanse what should not be there. We cast out every sickness from our body. We cast out every negative thoughts, every area where Satan has authority. We bind and cast out right now in the name of Lord Jesus, by the authority of Lord Jesus Christ, according to Philippians 2.10, by the name of Lord Jesus Christ, every sickness be gone from our family, be gone from my body, let the healing happen right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Bless everybody, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us praise and worship for a second. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We seal everything we have prayed and we take up this challenge, Father. Send down your mighty anointing on all of us and we cut down every worldly ties we have by the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we ask. In your name, Lord Jesus, in the faith and knowledge that it will be happening right now in the spiritual realm. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for the challenge. Waiting for yes. your messages. Send it privately to me, okay? Yes. So can you send me the recording? I can send the people who have not come. Yes. Yes, we'll do that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.